Good morning. Good morning. All right. Can everybody hear me okay? Good. All right. Let me get my notes straight up here. Um, well, I told Michael when he asked me to preach, I said, Michael, I feel like you're throwing me the keys to the car. And I said, I will do my best not to wreck it. And I have good news and bad news. Well, the good news is I've had a chance to practice. Um, and so I know what jokes people laugh at and what pe- jokes people don't. The bad news is I didn't have any time to come up with new jokes. <laughs> so the bad ones you'll just have to sit through. All right. So the title of our message this morning is to stand with boldness. Um, if you want to, uh, if you have your copy of the Lord's Word, turn with me to Acts chapter 4. Uh, we'll be reading through verses 1 through 21. Uh, Just to set the stage for where we are at in this reading, um, this is after Jesus' ascension. Uh, So Jesus has ascended into heaven. Uh, This is after the day of Pentecost. Um, And Peter and John and the apostles have come to the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, As they entered into the temple, they found a lame man there. Uh, And that lame man they healed. And he came into the temple. He walked into the temple praising God with them. Uh, And there Peter preaches on Solomon's porch. um, And it's where we pick up at the beginning of chapter 4. We see that the Sanhedrin has come to their attention that Peter and John have performed this miracle and that they have done this preaching and they need to address it. Uh, So let us read. Acts chapter 4, beginning in verse number 1. And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the people and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people, and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now eventide. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes and Annas, the high priests and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priests were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, 
and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above forty years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. So, <clears throat> boldness. We find Peter and John standing in front of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish council, the very people who not so many weeks before this had convicted Jesus of, to death on the, on the cross. Um, and they, they came, they took Peter and John and the apostles, and they put them in, in jail for the night. Um, and in the morning, when they came back, they asked them, by what power or by what name have you done this? Well, let's talk about boldness for a minute and the boldness uh, that Peter is speaking with. Uh, what, what is boldness? What is that? Uh, well, the Oxford definition of boldness is the willingness to take risks and act innovatively. It's confidence or courage. Uh, this is the attribute that we often ascribe to our protagonists, our heroes in novels or movies. Uh, if you think of the daring prince or the king in a story that you may have read, oftentimes those people, those heroes in those novels are described as what bold and daring and courageous. Uh, when I think of someone who is bold, I think back to a lot of the westerns that I watched growing up, especially the John Wayne westerns. Um, not only could he shoot or could he ride well, but more than that, there was more to his character than just his skills. It was the boldness of his presence um, that made him the character that he was. He walked tall, he spoke straightly, and there were no minced words. When, what, ha what would happen when he would walk into the room? The doors would swing shut, the piano would stop playing, and everyone would turn and look to see who had come into the room. Uh, to me, that is the definition of boldness. Now, Peter, we find, speak is speaking similarly in front of the Jewish council. Uh, we find in verse number 10 uh, the way that he speaks uh, so boldly. It says, when he addresses that question, by what power or by what name have you done this? He says, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man who was who was once lame, stand here before you whole. So Peter could not have given a more piercing account of the gospel than what he gave just there. In front of the very people who not many weeks before 
had seen Jesus crucified on the cross. And yet, uh, he doesn't just do this uh, with a very large willingness to take risks. Uh, he also didn't shy away from any hard truths. Um, he let the court know exactly who was responsible for Jesus' death. Um, and he says that his actions are done in Jesus' name. Now, we also can speak no more boldly than in Jesus' name. Peter goes on to tell us why in verse number 12 when he says, There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. See, when we speak in Jesus' name, we speak uh, in the only name that has authority to give salvation. And that gives us a power to speak boldly. Um, now, I'm no Greek scholar, uh, never taken a course in Greek. But um, in the text commentaries, I was able to find that the Greek word for boldness, given in verse number 13, the Sanhedrin says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, uh, that is, the Greek word for that is parousia. Forgive me if I butchered the pronunciation of that one. Um, but uh, that being translated as freedom in speaking, without concealment, and even an obligation to tell the whole truth. <clears throat> Peter is delivering this message without withholding anything. Uh, we see in verses 19 and 20 an example of that. When they asked, <clears throat> when they told Peter that they should no longer speak in Jesus' name, Peter and John answered them and said, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you, more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So they are telling of their obligation to speak the whole truth, to tell the story of Jesus' death and his resurrection. Now let's back up for just one moment and talk about Peter. Talk about who Peter is. Peter was a disciple of Jesus. He had been with Jesus during Jesus' walk on earth. Um, and Peter always had a desire to do things boldly for Christ. And yet he seemed to always be falling short, didn't he? Um, we think of when Jesus came across the water to meet the, the disciples. It was Peter who said, Lord, bid me come unto thee. And he stepped out of the boat and he started to walk across the water to Jesus. But what happened? He lost his nerve. He lost that boldness, and he started to sink. And it was Jesus who reached down and who pulled him back up to the surface of the water. In the garden, on the night of Jesus' arrest, it was Peter who leapt forward in a bold move and removed the ear with a sword of one of the soldiers who had apprehended Jesus. But yet on that very night, it was also Peter who denied Jesus three times. Peter wanted to be bold and courageous. He wanted to do bold things in Jesus' name, but he was trying to do those things under his own power and under his own will. How often are we also like Peter, where we want to do something for the Lord, but we want to do it our way. We want to put stipulations on what we will do for him. We say, God, I'll lead this Sunday school class for you, but... Don't ask me to be the janitor. Or, 
yeah, I'll help with Bible school, but there's no way I'm organizing all of that. Um, instead of saying, God, here's what I'll do for you, our heart should be, God, what can I do for you? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct <clears throat> thy paths. So if we lean on him, if we trust in him and follow him, then we can step out of the boat with boldness, and we can walk on the water where he leads us. Now, after Jesus' resurrection, he comes to Peter, and he asks Peter three times. He says, Peter, do you love me? And each time Peter answers him, Lord, you know I love thee. Each time growing a little bit more exasperated that Jesus is asking him over and over. And each time Jesus answers him with, Peter, feed my sheep. Jesus offers Peter forgiveness. He offers him redemption for each and every time that he had denied Jesus. And after this, Peter has a better understanding of his faith. His faith is made more complete. And now when he stands in front of the Sanhedrin, there's a difference in Peter. He no longer is working of his own power. Instead, there's something different inside of Peter. Uh, that difference is the Holy Spirit. In verse 8 of Acts 4, it says, Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost as he stood before the Jewish council. Now, the Holy Spirit was given to the church on the day of Pentecost, uh, and it filled the apostles that were there on that day, uh, and it filled Peter that day as well as he gave his sermon, uh, and it filled Peter with boldness as he stood in front of the Jewish court. Now, this same Spirit is available to us. We have access to that very same Holy Spirit. Now, how is it that we access this Holy Spirit? Salvation is what grants us access to the Spirit. When we believe what Jesus did on the cross uh, was to forgive our sin debt, that we were guilty and then were washed clean, then the Holy Spirit abides in us. Just as Peter had to receive forgiveness to complete his relationship with Jesus and complete his faith, uh, 1 Corinthians 6.19 tells us what it is like to have the Holy Spirit. It says, Our body becomes a temple of the Holy Ghost, and we are no longer our own. When we receive the gift of salvation, we become a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is what allows us to access the same boldness that Peter spoke with that day. <clears throat> now, how do we grow in that boldness, how do we access that boldness that the Holy Spirit provides? Well, as we continue on through Acts chapter 4, we see how the apostles accessed this boldness. Uh, they come back from being threatened by the Sanhedrin, and they come back to the church, and they proclaim all that has went on, and in verse 29 is a part of their prayer to God. And it says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word, by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders be, may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, 
And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Now, when we pray, we may not often be answered as immediately or as effectively as the apostles were in this instance. They were answered with confirmation that they were heard with an earthquake. The Holy Spirit was so powerful in that place that it shook the room where they were. Um, When we pray for boldness, um, be prepared for an opportunity to practice that boldness. Uh, I've often heard it said the same about praying for patience, that if you pray for patience, you may end up with something like kidney stones. If you pray for boldness, be prepared for an opportunity to practice it. In the very next chapter of Acts, the apostles are faced with yet another opportunity to use this boldness that they had prayed to the Lord for, as they're, faced, they're facing the Jewish council once again. And as they move on through the book of Acts and through the rest of the New Testament, it is a picture and an illustration of the boldness of the early Christian church to stand on the truth of Jesus and preach his name that has grown the, church, the Christian church into a worldwide network of believers that we have today. Uh, it was their willingness and obligation to share the whole gospel, not a partial truth, not a welfare gospel message, not a find-your-own-way gospel, not a speak-your-truth gospel, or a you-can-earn-it gospel, but a gospel that Jesus himself proclaimed in John fourteen six when he said, I am the way the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Our world today is in desperate need of a Christian church that boldly proclaims the truth, the whole truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to stand as Peter did in front of the Sanhedrin on that truth of the gospel and to speak straightly. We don't have to go in guns blazing, like in a John Wayne Western. For you, boldness may simply mean saying a prayer before mealtime, if you don't already, or putting aside distraction to have a family Bible study. Or maybe it does mean sharing the gospel with someone that you come in contact with. Or, for some, boldness could mean stepping out in faith and joining the mission field. Whatever form of action the Spirit leads you to take, let's stand with boldness on the truth of the gospel of Christ.